is Matt Dietz, and this is None of My Business. This is the show where I get to sit down with creative, smart, and ambitious leaders and entrepreneurs to have them tell their story. Uh, There's no playbook to running a business or being an entrepreneur. You're kind of thrown into the deep end and have to figure stuff out for yourself. So I wanted to build a library of people who have done the work and have been in the arena and can tell stories about things that have helped them so that we could do those things too, or we could avoid them. And uh, it'll help us get more success sooner. So today on the show, I have my friend, Toby Brockner. Toby, I've known for a long time. And uh, he's been on the show before, and he came on with a new venture. And he owns and founded a company called Katuva. And what he does is he helps small business owners connect with and get help from virtual assistants or VAs. I think the best part of, or one of the, one of my favorite parts about doing this interview with Toby was that his VA was the one that actually found my show, reached out to me and said, Hey, I've got somebody who'd be great for your show. Now this is somebody who lives in the Philippines. Toby and I live in the same town. Okay. And so she connected us. She found my show. She does not know me. Uh, you know, she found my show and, uh, she made the connection and I was like, so I, I, tr- I wanted to be faithful to the process, and so I didn't bother Toby, even though his, his number's in my phone. I was like, I'd love to have Toby on the show, and so she booked it, and we got it going, and so it was pretty neat. So uh, I learned a ton about what VAs can do and how they can help small business owners. Toby is a visionary with things like this and uh, building small businesses. His passion was marketing for a long, long time, and um, so we talked about his transition out of marketing and into this type of business, and you know, when Toby gets into something, you know, you can really hear his passion and um, how much he wants to help people. And uh, it was really good catching up with him. Toby, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your new story and your new venture. I'm really excited for you. And uh, we're all rooting for you. And uh, let's get on to the story. All right. Well, I am joined today with uh, my friend, Toby Brockner, who is the founder of Katuva, what's up, Toby? Hey, Matt. Good to see you again. Yeah, it's been a while. A little minute. What you been up to? <laughs> uh, you know. A little, a little bit of this, a little, little bit of that. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. All right, so let's take it all the way back and tell me, let's talk a little bit about like what you've done before and then we'll talk, you know, and then we'll, we'll work our way forward to what you're doing yeah, today. Sure. So, so I know you've got a, a, you've been on the show before. I think this is your third visit. It's been probably five years since I've had you on before, but we, uh, we always, I always had a good time talking marketing with you because I know that was your background. So yep. why don't you take me all the way back there, talk to me like uh, you sold... What was the name? V squared, right? Yep, V squared Creative. Yeah, it was an so, agency I had. Yeah, so why don't we why don't we go back to V squared and uh, tell me a little bit about about what you were doing there, and then I want to talk about kind of your exit strategy there and how that happened, and then mm-hmm. and then we'll move to to what you're doing today. Yeah, I mean, as you know, I've been in marketing forever since 2003. Yeah, um, you're kind of a savant with this stuff. Yeah, so it's been uh, kind of a fun bumpy ride as most entrepreneurial pursuits are. Um, I had a marketing company from 2003 to about 2014. Uh, Creative philosophical differences with partners decided to move on. Uh, Started V square creative, which is more on the digital side. Digital ad agency is kind of how we described ourselves. Um, Ran that from 2014 to about 2019. Um, 
there were some things going on. Have you ever watched Mad Men? I, I have. Yeah. Okay, so there was a there was a line in that show that really kind of sums up what was going on at the time. But Roger Sterling, he said, uh, my dad used to always say, if it wasn't for the clients, this would be the best business in the world. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I kind of started feeling that way. I understand. And uh, just kind of burnt out. I mean, I've been doing it for almost 20 years at that point. So I was just kind of like, I want to, you know, I, I want to do this, but I don't, I had t- 10, 12 employees, uh, 40 grand a month in payroll. And I was just like, I, I just don't want to do this anymore. I kind of yeah was getting burnt out on it. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. So I, I kind of stepped out, um, wound everything down. I still had clients. So it's like, I just want to do freelance marketing and just be a consultant myself and simplify everything. But I still had clients who needed fulfillment on their work. And so a friend of mine, we were talking about this and I was like, I don't really, a, I'm not like a graphic designer. I don't do video editing. I don't, you know, I'm more of a strategy guy. And so I don't have the tactical wherewithal to to fulfill on these client needs. And he said, have you ever thought about hiring a virtual assistant? And I said, yeah, I have actually. When I read Tim Ferriss's book Four hour work week back in 2007, everybody, you know, thought about it at the time. And I had actually tried it a few times, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, there were various countries. And uh, this friend of mine said, no, you need to, you really need to try the Philippines because the the people there are just different. So I hired a a couple of VAs from the Philippines. They were just killing it with the work that they were doing. And I was paying them a fraction of what I was paying. Like how much were you paying them? So my payroll, just for kind of context, my payroll went from 40,000 a month with all Americans down to about 3000 a month. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It was nuts. So what kind of things did you have them doing? So all the fulfillment stuff, the creative side, it was all of the graphic design work. It was building landing pages and follow up automations and video editing and posting on social, uh, editing podcasts, blogs, all kinds of stuff. So all of the stuff that we were doing anyway, yeah, that I was paying a premium to American local workers, they could do the same or better quality for a tenth of the cost. That's so it just it didn't you know it was a no brainer. Yeah, how long did you do that for? So that I started. I hired my first VA. I actually hired my very first VA back in 2017. I kind of saw the writing on the wall, so I was like, I need to. I, I don't need to just cut everything and then not have something in place. So I started testing and uh, I made a lot of mistakes, screwed up a lot of stuff because it was like, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. Tell me some of those. So one, for example, um, I hired a girl, uh, her name is Merlin. They always have the greatest names. Merlin. Merlin was her name. (laughs) And, um, I found out later that Merlin was a high D on the disc profile. Okay. Which I am also a high D on the disc profile. D stands for? Dominance. Uh-huh. And when you have two high Ds in the room and they're both trying to make decisions, they're going to butt heads. Yeah. And so that was a mistake I made. It so was, how did you know she was a D on the disc profile? Because I had her take it later. Okay. When I started digging into it, I was like, you know, how do I get this person to do what I need them to do? That's a fair question for yeah. any employer. <laughs> so I started looking around for that. And uh, so that was just like one example of something that I did. Another another mistake I made um, was that I hired on a freelance project basis. And in the rest of the world, that may be okay. That may work. Uh, in the Philippines, they're very much 
in favor of consistency and stability. That's like their highest values. So if you can come in and say, I'm going to hire you part-time or full-time for X number of hours per week, and I'm going to pay you on the 1st and the 15th, they'll bend over backwards for you and be loyal to the very end. Very good. Uh, because they want that stability and consistency. And so that was where I kind of screwed up a little bit as well. So what were the kind of the new challenges that maybe you were presented, you know, managing somebody that you don't know or that you've never met or that you are not in the same room with? That's a different way to manage. Uh, what was what was the learning curve there? Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, anytime you're working with someone that's literally halfway across the world uh, and that's in a different culture, there are going to be the, there's a learning curve. And so trying to understand them, what was important to them, how they communicated, I've never had an issue with language barriers. They speak great English. In a lot of cases, they speak better English than most of us, and they write better English than most people that I know. Um, Do you speak any Filipino? I speak a little. Nice. <laughs> I, I've learned a few words. There's one, uh, that means like very good. So I Skype that to my VAs a lot when they send me good work. I'll say, Nice. Yeah. Um, so understanding their cultural differences and things that are important to them and that kind of a thing. Uh, I did about two years ago, probably maybe two and a half years ago, I stumbled across, um, another personality assessment that we use very heavily now, particularly with clients called the Enneagram. Okay. You familiar with that at all? Not yet. No. So the Enneagram, you basically take the test. You are either a one through a nine. Everybody has a little bit of that number inside of them, but we lean towards a particular number. Um, I'm an eight. Uh, they call us eight holes. And I'm, I'm sure you can <laughs> I surmise what that means. <laughs> Very direct to the point, whatever. My wife on the other hand, she's a one and the one is very measured, very thoughtful, has very clear. There's no gray area with a one. They're either black or white. It's okay. right or wrong. And if you're wrong, you're wrong. And, uh, so she's very measured and, and very uh, deliberate in her thinking. So even simple things like, Hey, where do you want to eat? She'll sit there and think about it for two or three minutes without saying anything. And as an eight, I'm very impatient. I'm like, what, you know, why aren't you answering me? Yeah, we should be eating now. Yeah, exactly. So, but by understanding that that's how she behaves, it's been much easier for me to be patient and totally. say, and just kind of dial it back and go, okay, look, right. You, you need to just let her think I through it. Just pause for a couple minutes. Then yeah. I stop watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the VAs, we have them take the Enneagram. We have our clients take the Enneagram. And then we try to educate them on, hey, here's the best way to communicate with this person based on their Enneagram. Okay. So we use a disc to hire, Enneagram to train or to manage and communicate. Okay. So that's, so there are a lot of little nuances like that. Okay. That I've learned. So you started using VAs as an exit strategy, sounds like from yeah. V-squared, so you could manage your your existing clients and get that work probably off the books and then move on, right? Yeah, and at the time, this was late 2019 probably, early 2020. Yeah, it was like right before the pandemic hit. The pandemic, incidentally, was uh, kind of a boon to my business because it sort of normalized remote work. Mm-hmm. And it got people thinking, okay, I can actually do this with somebody across the world, uh, where before that was such a foreign, no pun intended, that was a foreign concept. Um, but yeah, we went through something here, not, not, we didn't use a VA, but I had a, a employee, her name's Meg, still have her. I was giving her a review um, in November and she was just, she's one of the best employees I ever had. And she's like, Matt, and I'm just loving her up. I'm telling her, you know, 
you know, she's doing great work and I don't I'm just praise and praise, praise, praise. I'm giving her a raise and all this stuff. And she's like, mad. I'm, I'm moving back to North Carolina. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> and so I, I hate those. I hate, cause that was a bomb. I didn't see it coming. And she was like, and she was like, well, do you know, maybe you can get me in with another farmer's agent. And I was like, I'm like, no, I'm like, how about you stay working for me? You know, here. Yeah. And I had never had anybody remote work before. Um, and so I sent her, she moved back and I sent her with her computer and we have a VoIP phone. And so I sent her that and like, she still works at a very high level for me. And so, you know, if the, like, like you said, if the pandemic's taught us anything, it's that, you know, you can have people work for wherever. Like, like I'll bet, uh, you know, I was a little nervous. You know, I thought people would, I thought maybe we wouldn't be able to communicate or whatever, but 90 plus percent of her work is email, phone, and text. Yep. And she can do that from anywhere. And so I have people come in, it's been, it's been eight months. I have people come in and they're like, where's Meg? And I'm like, well, you haven't been in in a while. You know, people, walking traffic is just slowly going down and down and yep. down and down. And like, I think in 10 years, no one's coming in here, you know? So it's really the, boomers that are coming in and they scratch their check and they hand it to me and that's yeah. it you know yeah. so so yeah i could see how the pandemic was really opened up a lot of doors so um so after you sold v squared did you have a plan like what was what was bro- you always got something going you know so what were you doing yeah. next well i didn't i had a plan just to continue to do freelance until i quote unquote figured it out um and you know like the saying goes, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plan. So I didn't really have a lot of plans. I was kind of just going with the flow and, and trying to figure things out as I went, um, trying to find my place. And, you know, like I said, I was a little burnout on the marketing side. I was kind of like, do I want to do this for the rest of my life or do I want to do something different? Did that surprise you? Cause marketing has been such a, such an identifier for you. Like I think Toby, I think marketing, you know, so like, yeah. and like it's, it's been a love of yours since you were a kid, really watching infomercials in the hotel room on vacation, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. So like, was that a struggle for you? Or was it, was it, were you surprised by that? You're like, am I really thinking about doing something else? Like, what was that like? Yeah, it totally was because it, like you said, it was a, an identifier. It was a self identity. Um, you know, you identify a particular way. I identified as an entrepreneur marketing guy. Um, and, and yeah, to walk away from that, it kind of felt like there were, there were sort of two very mixed feelings. One was, um, Oh man, I'm not that guy anymore. Like who am I? There was yeah. a loss of self. But on the other hand, it was like a Phoenix rising from the ashes. Almost. It was like, Oh, I get to the, this is actually a new canvas and I can paint whatever I want on it. Yeah. And, uh, that was very exciting. Yeah. And, and liberating in a lot of ways. So what did you want to paint? So it took me a while to figure out, and it was almost an accidental painting. Um, I kind of look at some of these abstract paintings where it just looks like blobs on a canvas. And yeah. I, sometimes I think maybe the guy just walked by and accidentally kicked over a paint <laughs> right. can, you know, and then he's put like, oh, that looks kind of cool. <laughs> right. yeah. a, put a 20 grand price tag on it. Let's <laughs> sell it. So I, I sort of kicked over the paint can in a sense where, uh, early 2020, I had a mutual friend introduce me to, a, um, a real estate agent here in town. Um, Taz. Yeah. We started working together doing these things and, and, uh, I was using, I had VAs at the time. She didn't actually know that. And I was just doing freelance marketing for that agency. And then, um, it was like, I, she was like, how are you doing this? Well, like all this stuff, yeah. you know? And, so, so I got a VA and, um, 
she, uh, so I was showing her how, to, how it worked and she was like, really should look at packaging this up and putting it together. And so that's, that's what we did. We, we partnered together and started offering this, um, earlier this year after about three years together, uh, she incidentally, it was kind of interesting. She really wanted to go more towards the marketing consulting side. And I was like, listen, I've been down that road. <laughs> that's not a road I want to travel again. Uh, I really like this VA idea. I, I, we're getting a lot of value out of it. Like a lot of we're helping clients find, train, and manage their new VAs to help them take the load off their plate. And it was working really, really well. And the clients, they're literally their lives were changing. And it was like I've, I'm like I feel like I've, I'm onto something here. So back up a little bit when you said like when you two when she asked, hey, what, how are you doing all this? And you're like, I got, I got a VA helping me, like what kind of thing was that VA doing at the time to help what you two were working on? Oh, she's stone real estate, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Like, so like, how was your VA helping at that period of time? And then what kind of packet were you looking to sell to other realtors? Like what, mm-hmm. what did that all look like? Yeah, we were, we were putting, um, marketing campaigns together for her, for her real estate agency, um, building landing pages, creating videos, social media content, uh, all of the back end automation follow up stuff. Like I had my VAs doing all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really kind of just directing strategy saying, okay, here's what we need to do next. And here's the messaging and the copy. So were they helping essentially help finding her buyers? And then, and then when yeah. they became a potential buyer, was there something that the VAs were doing to help them walk them through the process and all of that stuff? Yeah. So like, uh, one of the campaigns we ran that was probably the most successful one we ran was, um, we called it get me out of California. That was sort of the theme. Um, and you know, everybody's like, Oh, you're helping Californians move here. I was like, listen, they're moving here anyway. Yeah. Somebody's making money off of them. Might as well be us. That's the way I looked at it. Yeah. So, uh, or when the uh, strike when the iron's hot. Yeah, exactly. So we ran a, a a campaign in, in California, Facebook ads and stuff. And my VAs were building the landing pages. They were creating the content that was going out. Um, building out all the follow-up. So when somebody came in, they would get added to the CRM. Series of emails would get kicked off, phone calls, text. So the were v- they were they building out the email campaigns and stuff yeah. like that? Was that something that was tough? Because I know when I create content and things like that, I, it's important that you know it's in my voice and I do it in my style and stuff like that. Is there any sort of disconnect there? Or do they kind of put together you know, the bones and you refine yeah. it? Or that, that's exactly how it works. So they'll build out the automation, which... If you figure, let's say it took me 15 minutes to do that. And let's say I'm working on it every day and I build out automations. And these automations take me 15 minutes a day on average. That's 75 minutes a week in time. It multiplied by 52 weeks a year. You're looking at almost a little over eight full working days mm-hmm. in a year that I now don't have to do. Yeah. And for me, that saving that time is infinitely more important than making that money. Yep. or getting paid for that time. I can always make more money yep. and I can't get that time back. So I hear people go, well, I'd love to take a vacation. I haven't taken a vacation in three years because I still have the time. I'm like, I can get you eight days immediately just by finding 15 minutes of crap you're doing that you shouldn't be doing every day. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So did you guys put something together and start packaging it to other realtors? We Is did. That- we we. So I created a program for it was for realtors specifically um i was always a little leery about 
because see, I'm old enough. You're old enough. We remember oh six, oh seven, oh eight, oh nine, and we know what that looked like, and we remember that. And so I was a little wary of putting all my eggs in the real estate market basket. Yeah. Um, I always kind of wanted to go outside of that, but she was a realtor, could speak to the realtors really well. Um, and so, I, you know, it was, it was what it was at the time. And so uh, we put a package together specifically for realtors, helping them find, hire, train, and manage these VAs. And so we had a six-week program. I still do. It's uh, kind of a, a spinoff of that original program. It's a little much better, in my opinion, now um, that I've had time to develop it out more. But essentially what it would do is take them through a six-week process. And I say six-week, even though it would take sometimes not as long, sometimes longer, but first week we would do a kickoff call tells them you know hey here are the types of things VAs can do for you what are some of the lowest hanging fruit you have stuff you'd like to get off your plate immediately and we put a game plan together we have them take the disc and we say okay based on the skill sets that you need and the disc profile that you submitted we've then gone out and we've already vetted a pool of VAs that and, and just for context let's say if we run an ad for a VA, we may get 80 applications for right. that one ad. And we have to cull through and find, you know, by the time the call number two happens, we bring three VAs to interview. Do you hire a VA to do the calming? Yes. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have four VAs of my own right now okay. internally that help me run this entire program. Okay. And they do all the calling. Uh, the only thing that I have to do is I get on the interview with them after they've already been kind of called down. And then we give them a sample market or not a marketing task. I was thinking marketing because that's what we had the last one do. But we give them a sample task based on what the client needs them to do. And we pay them for mm -hmm. that. Like I don't do any, you know, I don't try to take advantage of them or anything like that with free labor. I say, look, I'm going to give you a sample task, even though we're never going to use this. It's not real. I want to pay you for your time. And that helps them see that we're serious and we're not yeah. just trying to you know, take advantage of them, but they get three candidates when they come to the interview and these candidates are, are based on skills and disc. So right. they, they're compatible with the client in theory. Uh, we scheduled three interviews, 20 minutes each back to back to back and we record them. We send them back to the client so they can go back and look at them if they want to. But essentially what the client's trying to do at that point is just figure out who do I gel with the best? Like mm -hmm. who can I see myself working with for five years yeah. or longer? Because they already know they have the skill sets because we've already vetted them and tasked them out and everything and done background checks and everything for them. So they're getting the cream of the crop and it's really just a personality issue at that point. Okay. So they make a selection. <clears throat> we then move on to call number three, which is uh, basically an onboarding slash training slash here's how you manage and communicate. And because most people don't know how to do that, or they've never done that with a virtual assistant before, that's a very valuable piece of this training. It teaches them how to actually task them out, how to build standard operating procedures, how to communicate the ideas. I don't build standard operating procedures. I get on a Zoom call with my VAs and I say, here's what I'm thinking. I, we record it. I say, here's what I'm thinking. I just do a brain dump. And then I send it, the recording to them. They go back and watch it. They pull out what I want and create an SOP out of it. All right. And then we replicate that so that any new VAs coming in can just get trained in 10 minutes instead of 10 right. days. Smart. So we teach them how to do that, though, so that they can have that same sort of replicatable process in their own business. And then uh, once we're done with call number three, 
that's where we talk to him about the Enneagram. We have the VA take the Enneagram. We talk to him about that, et cetera. And then on calls four, five, and six, essentially they're over the shoulder type calls. So Mm -hmm. we go after the call three, we go, okay, look, what are the tasks we want to work on this week? And then we get on call four, we get on, we go, okay, how did you guys do? Did you run into any roadblocks? Can we give you feedback on anything? Okay, now what are we going to work on this week? And then on call five, we do the same. Call six, we do the same. So the leash is getting longer and longer. Exactly. And by the time they're in call six, that a lot of times we budget 30 minutes for these calls. Call six usually is five to 10 minutes. Yeah. They're like, hey, we're, we're rocking, man. Nice. Let's, we're, we're done. And then they move off. And so that program is very structured and very uh, dialed in as far as teaching a client everything they need to know to how to manage this person, this new human being that they've employed. So when you guys started doing this, did you create, is this when you created your new business? You said it's called Ketuva, right? Ketuva, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when, uh, so back to kind of talking about before when when uh, my partner wanted to move into more of the marketing stuff and I said, look, I don't really want to do that. I would rather do this. So I was like, hey, look, let's part friends. You go do your thing. I'm going to go do mine. No harm, no foul. And uh, we split. And that's when I started Ketuva. So I was like, okay, I need to, I want to keep doing this because I think it's great. So you know, one of the biggest challenges in starting a new business is finding a domain name that's available. Right. So I was casting around for a name. I was like, what do we, you know, and actually one of my VAs mentioned to me uh, a Filipino word um, called uh, katuwang, and that means partner. Okay. And so I took katu, K-A-T-U, and I just tacked V-A on the end of it. So (laughs) there it is. (laughs) Katu. And the domain was available. No, so here we are, Ketuva. There, there it's, uh, but it really, in a, in a lot of ways, that's what our company, that's kind of the core value is that we're not just hiring some automaton robot for you to do tasks. We're, we're hiring a partner in your business, that's somebody that's going to be there to help you grow and, and uh, help, like I always say, help you take your life back. Yep. Uh, so many of us as entrepreneurs have kind of gotten lost in that and the tasks and the daily grind and all of that. Well, I think one of the most important bridges to build as an entrepreneur when you start staffing up and your your team starts getting when you start hiring people at all, you know, I only have two people to work for me, but but my superpower has been delegating, you yeah. know, and so yeah. I try and teach newer agents the power of delegating and people don't uh, there's a lot of control issues there. People, you know, want to have their hands in everything that's going on in their business. And, um, I learned that ultimately there are just a handful of things that I want to do in my business. You know, I want to market and I want to sell, and then I want to have, I want to continue to build relationships with, you know, the people that I want to build relationships with. And then there's all the nuts and bolts that have to happen inside of the business, you know, all the data entry or for for us, it's like quoting and converting of policies and answering the phones and paying, getting all that other stuff that I don't want to have to do. Mm -hmm. That's why I've hired my two people, you know, so delegating is, uh, will free up your time and, uh, get you closer to what you want to achieve by being a business owner. So it sounds like that's exactly what's what you're trying to help people figure out. So are you working with um, just realtors or have you expanded? Like what is, what does your business look like today? No. Yeah. We, we help. I think every business on the planet could use a VA, uh, particularly small business owners, um, entrepreneurial types, you know, but although we do have VAs in some larger corporations, uh, they've hired from us, but for the most part, our sweet spot, and because these are people that I can talk to 
on a more intimate level as well. Being one of them as, as far as a small business owner slash entrepreneur. Um, I, I, and then really the message we're trying to get across is like, if you, the, the whole point of being in business for yourself is not to work more. Right. It's to, <laughs> it's to create a, a freedom and autonomy in your life that you, you don't have working for someone else. And a lot of us wear that busyness badge as a, as a point of pride. And, 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 and I blame, you know, a lot of the hustle and grind culture that's just gotten so, in my opinion, it's gotten so toxic. Look, I'm not afraid of hard work. I mean, no. I'll work as hard as anybody. I'll work as long as anybody. But if I'm doing it just for the sake of doing it, for having that identity of like, I'm a hustler and I'm a grinder, uh, I think you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And not everybody agrees with me and that's okay. The people that do hire VAs mm-hmm. to take that stuff off their plate and spend more time with their kids and not miss important events in their life and take care of the mom who has Alzheimer's or what, whatever it right. may be in your life, you know, take the vacation that you haven't taken in three years. Those are the people that we really resonate with. That's great. Um, so essentially you find, you know, a small business owner or entrepreneur or whatever. And, uh, if they need some help, you connect them with a VA, right? That's, yeah. that's what you, you know, in a sentence, that's what you guys do. Um, and is the process similar? Is it, is it, is it like a six weeks, pro- six week process? Like you mentioned before, is that kind of your you know, blueprint? Yeah, or? that's kind of our flagship. I mean, somebody could walk in off the street and go, Hey, can you give me a VA? And Sure, sure. We'll we'll find you a VA that'll be compatible with you. But most of our clients tell us, like, I'll give you an, a good example. Um, one of our clients, Megan, she said, uh, when I when I met with her, she said, I've been trying and thinking about hiring a VA for a year, and I've just never done it because I don't even know where to start. Sure. I don't know how the process works. I don't know how to talk to them. I don't even know where to look. Even when I Google how to hire a VA. It's just overwhelming information, conflicting information in a lot mm-hmm. of cases. And that's exactly why we created the program that we created. We call it Empower Plus. Um, that's why I created Empower Plus. Okay. Was to take that person who doesn't even know where to start. And by the time they're done, they are seamlessly integrated with a new virtual assistant who is just making their life so much easier. So you'll sit down with a new business owner and they say, Hey, help me connect with a VA. And I would imagine that you have something that's like, all right, what do you want them to do? You know, or what don't you want to do? Yeah. Right. And, and they, they probably unload a whole bunch of stuff and then, you know, you're like, all right, are there things that people come to you and like, I want a VA to do these things. And are there any things on that list that like a VA can't do? You're like, well, a VA can't really do this because they can't have a license to do that or something like that. Yeah. Where, where are the kind we've, of We've we've run into some of that. For the most part, the only real limitations are if a professional license is required, or if it requires a face to face in person meeting. Uh-huh. Other than that, the sky is the limit, and it's only limited by your imagination. So it, it's it's funny because a lot of clients will come in and say, "Hey, I, I think I need a VA. I just don't know what I would have them do." Yeah. So I created a, a little downloadable guide. We it's called 300 plus tasks your VA can do for you and your business, and it's literally just this giant list of all these different things. And so when somebody signs up for the Empower Plus program, the very first email that they get is a link to that book, and it says, "Hey." open this up, go through it and just make do a brain dump. Just every task that you see on there. Oh, I think they could do that. Or I think they could do that. Make a giant list. And that's where we start. 
most of the time. Yeah. And, and the, the single biggest comment I get on that is, man, I had no idea. Like there's things on here that I never even would have thought of. Yeah. Um, I had my VA just recently, I was traveling to California. She got plane flight information, rental car information, hotel information, booked it all uh, for me. She has access to my bank accounts, credit cards. Um, she's been with me for three years. So there's a level of trust there, but the, the sky really is the limit on what you can have them do for you. I was sitting at uh, watching TV one night. Uh, it's probably 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And I was, for whatever reason, I don't know why I was singing this. I was like, I need to learn how to play golf. You do. I don't know how to play. I don't know how to play golf. <laughs> we got to go. Right. So I was like, I need to learn. I need some lessons. So I started kind of looking on Google, like golf lesson. And I was like, why am I doing this? So I just sent a, a Skype message to my, my VA. Yeah, get I, me a lesson. I said, I told her, I said, Hey, look, I need to learn how to play golf. I want you to find me golf lessons in Boise. The next morning I woke up cause they're 14 hours ahead of us. Right. So I go to bed, you wake up, you have this batch of tasks. Done. It's like Christmas morning every day. Yeah. So I wake up to this just beautifully done spreadsheet. That's like every conceivable golf lesson in Boise area with the instructor name, the website, the phone number, the pricing, all, everything. She figured all of it out and put it into the spreadsheet. And I was like, man, that is, that saved me like four hours or five hours of my time. That's amazing. Have you had any success or, or had anything happen where like maybe you've got a busy, uh, you know, bus- a busy couple or a busy, really busy family? Like, God, I wish that we had just someone at home that would help us do these things at home so we don't have to yeah. do them. Is there anything like that in, that you can help? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, like for sure. I mean, an, another kind of example for this is um, one of my VAs. Her name is Jelly. I have Jelly. They do have the best names. They have great names. Um, <clears throat> I had Jelly. That's the like, one that booked the call, I think, yeah, for yeah, us. She, yeah. yeah, exactly. She's doing some outreach for me. But I said, look, Jelly, I'm getting kind of fat. I need you to create a menu for me. <laughs> and it needs to have this amount of carbs, this amount of protein, et cetera. And she sent me the spreadsheet with, and I was like, I, I was very specific too. I was like, I don't just need ideas like menu. I, don't, I need recipes as well. Like I need you to find the recipes. And she sent this beautiful spreadsheet over with all these menu ideas, like two meals a day, seven days a week, all of the um, recipes and everything, a picture of the dish. It was crazy. And I was like, I told her, I was like, nothing with cottage cheese, nothing with asparagus and nothing with cilantro because I don't like any of those things. And it was just awesome. And so it was like this personal thing. So, I mean, you can have them arrange babysitting and daycare. I mean, all these personal tasks, it's not just business. It's like freeing up your life. Yeah. You know, that's amazing. So uh, what's it been like now for the first, you've been doing it for, for a while now. Um, well, let me ask when you, when somebody hires you, do they hire you for six weeks and you're done type of thing? Is it kind of like a one and done deal or is there consulting that goes on? Like, are there different packages? Like, what is this? Yeah. Like, so the, what do you charge and all that stuff? The Empower Plus program is the six-week program, but we don't actually end there. So there's basically there's three phases or four phases. Phase one, two, and three, that's the basically the six-week process. So phase one is calls one and two, which is the kickoff call, hiring call. And then call number three is phase two, and that's the training and managing and communicating call. And then phase three is calls four, five, and six, where it's the over-the-shoulder look. But phase four, we offer continuing training. So when somebody hires a VA from us, they're basically, they're hiring Kutuva. So we act almost like a temp agency in a Mm -hmm. way where it's like, we have this batch of employees, you hire us, and we assign this 
this VA to you and you pay us and then we pay them mm-hmm. and we manage all of the back end HR stuff. So, um, there's a lot of things that people don't consider. And th- these were other mistakes that I made, um, that I had to learn from just trial and error. Like, so for example, in the Philippines, there's a cultural, um, thing that they, they call the 13th month. And the 13th month, if you, if you have a company in the Philippines, it's actually required by law. You have to pay your employees a full month's wage the first week of December. It's like a bonus. All right. And so it's, um, it's actually a pretty good idea. So instead of like government welfare type stuff, they're like, it's on the company. They're like, Hey, if you have these employees, you got to pay them this thing and it's required. Now as being based in the U S I don't have to do that, but I do it anyway. Sure. Because it's a cultural thing that they've come to expect. And we actually are, when we tell them that, you can see their eyes light up. They're like, oh my gosh, you actually know what it is. Not only do you know what it is, you're actually doing it. And so we attract higher quality employees that way. But there, So there's little things like that that we do that we handle on the back end that the client never even really sees. They just pay us a flat monthly fee, whether it's part-time or full-time. And we make it pretty simple. If it's part-time, it's up to 20 hours a week. It's 695 bucks a month. Okay. If it's full-time, it's 1350 a month those work out to be about eight bucks an hour somewhere right. in there. So the, the business owner pays you. They pay me. They don't have to pay. Yeah. They pay one. We just ding their credit card once a month for the six ninety five or thirteen fifty, And then we pay the VAs on the first and the 15th. Cause again, stability, consistency, they want that sort of predictable cash flow. Yeah. And then we handle all of that. We handle coordinating if they need, you know, there's, they have paid time off and everything. Um, one of the other benefits that we offer this is part of that phase four of ongoing support. We have a private Facebook group called VA Ignite and it's just for the virtual assistants. So okay. they're all in that group. I do two live monthly trainings a month inside there. So I mostly around marketing as you would imagine. Yep. Uh, but we also talk, we've been using a software platform called go high level. We have all of our clients use it if they don't have a CRM. Most of them don't. So we have them use Go High Level, but it's an all-in-one. I mean, it's got a calendar system, uh, functionality. It's landing pages and websites. And it's it's amazing. Email automations, text messaging, all the things that you would need. And we've been diving in really deep into High Level, and I've been teaching them how to use that and build out these components for their clients. So every month they get two different live trainings from me saying, hey, here's a thing that we tried that worked, a marketing strategy. They learn it. They can then take it back to their client and say, hey, here's what I learned in the group. I think we should do this for you. Right. Um, and then so the clients, the longer they're with us, the, the, the smarter and more talented their VA gets. Yeah. Uh, so that's an, kind of an ongoing thing. So um, And they don't pay for that ongoing. That's included in the wage. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. So how do the entrepreneurs or the business owners communicate most commonly with the VAs? Do they... Is there kind of a standardized practice where like we use Zoom and Slack or we use, yeah. you know, what's the, how do they, or do you guys have a platform that everybody kind of communicates through? Like what is it? We'll make suggestions. Uh, you know, WhatsApp is popular. Slack right. is popular. I use Skype personally uh, just for like text messaging back and forth. And then we use Zoom if we need to um, communicate face to face, so to speak. Um, but during that call three, when we're talking about the training piece, we recommend two different tools. One is called loom. It's just mm-hmm. a screen capture tool. Yep. And the other one is called uh, ClickUp, and it's a project management tool. So it's similar to like a sauna or Trello or something like that, okay. but they have a really robust free option. So that's why we offer it. 
or, right. or recommend it rather. Okay. Um, and then we teach them how to use it. So it's like, so here, here's an example, like a live example of how this would actually work. Let's say, so I, I needed on Katuva.com, we have a blog and I needed to, I wanted two blog articles published per week. And so I got on and I have a strategy for blogging. It's like, go to Google, type in a question that somebody would ask, and then it gives you a list of suggested questions. That's my favorite. Yeah, I learned that from you. I use it almost every Whenever I need a podcast, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what do I, I, I'm, I can't think of anything. I'm like, yeah. Google what does you. auto insurance? And then bang, there's like 15 ideas. Yeah. Well, if you, if you click on those and keep clicking, it keeps expanding them almost infinitely. And so we'll get a bunch of topics that way. So then you take that topic honestly, I'm going just to chat GPT now, plugging mm-hmm. it in, having it write it. Then I go in and edit it. Yep. Then we publish it. Then we grab a featured image. We embed some little ads that link out to different lead magnets that we have. Okay. So that whole process, I got on loom, did a screen capture and just said, okay, here's how this works. And I had originally typed up a, a draft SOP standard operating procedure. I said, I think this is how we're going to do this. And it had 12 steps like here's step one, step two, on and on. I then did the video. I sent the draft SOP and the video recording to Jelly. I said, Jelly, I need you to create an SOP out of this. She had the video transcribed, went through and picked out all the actual steps of the video from the video. And it turned out there weren't 12 steps. There were 47 steps. She created this beautiful document of 47 different steps, sent it over to our graphic designer. He prettied it up and made it a PDF. And now it's a standard operating procedure that's in our library on the drive, on Google Drive. Wow. Any new employee can come in and go through that and they are up to speed. So it includes the video and all of the steps and here's how you do it. And it turned it into this replicatable system that we can do over and over and over again. And I really didn't do a whole lot with it. It it took me 20 minutes to do the video. Uh, But now it's, it's all up to speed and you go to Ketuva.com, go to our blog and you'll see that we consistently publish two blog articles a week (laughs) because it's set up that way, but I don't ever do anything with it. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. So last thing, give me a couple of stories where what you have done connecting a small business owner to a VA, how it's really helped them either grow or change their life. Give me a couple of really big wins that, that pop off the top of your head. Yeah. There, every client comes back to us and is just like, this is amazing. Like this literally changed my life. Like I, I can't believe it. Um, you know, a couple that, that really kind of rise to the top. Um, we had a, client who was in the program, got a VA, uh, had, uh, her, her significant other passed away. And you can imagine the chaos that that created. Well, because she had this virtual assistant kind of working behind the scenes, the virtual assistant was able to kind of keep things going to an extent that when the client came back from dealing with that death and the, even the grieving process, not just the logistical nightmare of burying and, right. and all of that. And final, you know, all the stuff that goes along with that, uh, just the grieving process as well. But she came back and, and was like, I would have gone out of business had this not been in place. Like wow. it was just really sort of fortuitous. And, and obviously not all this of our client successes are that dramatic. Some of them are, I had a guy just text me the other day and he's like, 
dude, this is unbelievable. My VA saves me 30 minutes a day. <laughs> and it's like, you know, most people are thinking about that and they're like, oh, well, 30 minutes a day is not that much. But that's literally like two weeks a year yeah. of your life that you're getting back now. And he was just over the moon about it. And so it's, it's stuff like that. It's just a sort of quiet day in and day out relief lending order to chaos yeah is really what we're trying to do awesome uh well what's next for katuva are you guys kind of hit a sweet spot right now you're gonna ride this wave or do you have some things that you're you're bringing in or onboarding i think we are at the tip of the iceberg as far as the virtual assistant revolution is concerned i I, everybody talks about ai and oh the robots are going to take over whatever Humans still matter and relationships still matter and people doing work still matters. And until that doesn't matter anymore, we're going to keep doing what we're doing and bringing people together from across the world to make impact in their lives, not just the client's lives, but the the VA. I mean, these, these virtual assistants, I mean, I tell people, you know, when they hear that, oh, it's like eight bucks an hour, like that's like how are you, how are they surviving? Whatever. And it's just the, the cost of living over there. Is so inexpensive. I found, I was, I'm going to the Philippines later this year to visit. I found an Airbnb. It's in a sky rise in uh, like a section of Manila called Makati. It's a high rise building overlooks the city. It's just beautiful condo. It's like $59 a night oh, or something. It's crazy. <laughs> like here it would be 400 or more a night. So the money that we're paying them is very impactful. It's literally changing their lives as well. They're living an upper middle class income now. They've got a steady paycheck, consistent, which they really, really crave. They have a degree of autonomy as well, working from home, and they're able to raise their kids and you know do all these different things. So we're making impacts on both sides of the world, which gives me a, a very high degree of joy yeah good for you i was wondering if there was anything where once you realize what you were paying these people if if initially there was any sort of like guilt you know you're like oh my god i'm paying them so little but like yeah what's how did you learn what the cost of living was and like that you knew that you were providing them like a a real job and yeah it's just trial and error i mean in a lot of ways uh we're actually paying above market average uh, for wages in the Philippines. Um, I'm hearing, we get a lot of people come in and say, yeah, I'm working at this other place and I'm getting three fifty an hour. And it's like, well, you know, we, we're going to do you better than that. Um, there's other benefits that we offer as well to the VA. So they have this health card system in the Philippines that the card's only like a hundred bucks a year, but if you need it, you can go to a hospital if you need to get, you know, help or whatever. And it covers all of that. So after they've been with us for 90 days, we pay for their health card. Uh, so there's a lot of different things like that that we offer. Uh, in addition to like the 13th month and the ongoing trading, we offer them, um, there's 11 days of paid time off. So they get five personal days and then we give them, uh, six, there's six major holidays in the Philippines, right. um, that are slightly different than ours independence day on June 12th. And they have good Friday off, but, other than that, it's the same ones that we have Christmas, New Year's Eve, New Year's, etc. Very good. All right. Well, hey, man, that's amazing what you're doing. It sounds incredibly fulfilling that you're helping so many people in different ways from all over the world, which is really unique, and that must feel good. Like yeah, it feels great. It's like Warren Buffett said, I tap dance to work every day. <laughs> that's amazing. 
All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming in. You're yeah. killing it right now. And um, how can people find you? Um, is is there? Uh, I mean, give me a website. Do you have a? Do you have something? Do you have like a lead magnet or something we can get people that would help you, them? Kind now, of. Now, Matt, you know I have a lead magnet. I know you have a lead more magnet. than one lead magnet. <laughs> yeah, uh, katuva.com. K a t u v a. Spelled it right. There you go. Yeah. So katuva.com. If you go about halfway down that page, there's a, a link or an opt-in form for that 300 plus tasks. I would recommend people start there because if a lot of people, if you're thinking, Oh, this sounds interesting. I just have no idea what I would have them do. That'll get the brain juices flowing on. Here's all the different things they can do for you. So one last question, just because I'm in doing what I do. Do you have any insurance agents on board that are using VAs? I don't have insurance agents yet. Um, that is a market I'd love to crack into though. Okay. Um, you know, as long as people, as long as they're the VAs, I know there's, there have been issues with like mortgage brokers, financial planners, attorneys. It, a lot of them will hire the virtual assistants to do all of the stuff that doesn't require accessing client data. Yeah. So they'll do help with their social media. They'll edit their podcasts or write their blogs or help manage their CRM, for example, for lead flow. Uh, build landing pages, lead magnets, all that kind of stuff. So there's a there's a bunch of different things that they can do other than that they don't need access to the client database for. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, again, you're limited only by your imagination. Yeah, amazing. All right, buddy. I'm proud of you. You're killing it. Thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really love being here. Yeah, buddy. All right, take care.